The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's good, everybody? Welcome into our Early Edge Weekly NFL Props Extravaganza. It's one of my favorite shows of the entire week i of course am the coach this is your daily brand uh, or daily sports betting brand of record we are powered as always by the almighty sports line the best value in all of sports betting now a couple of housekeeping items before i bring in the stars of the show you guys are always asking for merchandise and on this show we have a very special offer just for you take that qr code you use it or you can use the promo code early edge 20 at checkout you get 20 percent off early edge merch i keep telling you for those who buy something and send us the pictures, you may be eligible for something around the holidays. That's all I'm going to say. We're always looking forward. Now, this show is very profitable. And every single week this year, we have been killing it with my guys. Last week, how about nine and six? Probably another great week at uh, four and one. Nine and six as a crew. By the way, see who's not here today. He got called off on assignment. He wanted to make sure and tell everybody. He was three and two on the show, but over the weekend he was five and two as well. Then last night, Uncle Dave hit one, C hit one, and then of course Proppy hits the plus four seventy five goose parlay. They never stop working. Let's bring in the stars of the show. We're going three wide this week. First and foremost, we get him on loan from the best fantasy football show in America, Fantasy Football Today. Uncle Dave Richard, good afternoon, sir. Coach, great to have you back. Always good to see you. Always good to see Proppy. We'll miss Sia. He helped bring up our average. Same thing with Alex. Uh, but I, I feel really good this week, as usual. A lot of near misses last week. We will get back on track. And I am just, I am knee-deep in NFL news right now, um, as you guys already know. So can't wait to get into the props. Yeah, we're going to get into that. And also, we have some breaking news as well. But before we do that, I need to say hello to the man who last night on the second worst Thursday night game of the year so far still managed to somehow in a plus 475 parlay, the goose. Proppy, good afternoon. Coach, what's good? Uncle Dave, good to see you. No cousin Sia. I miss him. I know he's got some real world obligations. Coming off another four in one week. That's four out of five weeks, four and one coach. The other week, three and two. That's 19 and six on show picks. I do have to, a bone to pick with my Uncle Dave, though, because before we came on air, I learned that he didn't even know what a goose parlay was. <sighs> Embarrassing. True. He oh, I feel bad about it. it. <laughs> He's like, true facts. 
Hashtag facts. Don't even care. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. We had big breaking news right before the show. And Cam Akers, the starting running back, or was the starting running back for the Los Angeles Rams, well, they have not had a good start to the season. He is not playing this week due to personal reasons. Now, Dave, I'll start with you. From a betting perspective, we've talked about Cam Akers a lot this year. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, it's interesting that the numbers just came out for Daryl Henderson's rushing prop and total yards prop. 56.5 is the number for rushing, 79.5 for totals. I think these are numbers that just came up straight off the algorithm. Uh, last year, was it last year his career? I think it's his career when he's played at least 60% of the snaps. He's been 80-plus yards six of 11 times. So a little bit of an edge on the rushing and the receiving yards. It's a little bit worse when you get to the rushing-only yards. I'm not feeling it. I don't really like either one. I think the market's going to try and settle in on which way is a little bit better. The odds so far do tend to favor the over. I would stay away from it. I think that he's a good number two running back in fantasy, but I'm a little bit worried about just how many total yards he'll put up, even in a great matchup against Carolina. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. Sometimes the best bets that you make are the bets that you don't make, and you got to know this kind of news. Alex, let me come to you because you're always in the lab looking at different things. How does this news kind of throw off this particular game? This is a shocking development, Coach. I was anticipating Cam Akers being a big part of the Los Angeles Rams game plan against the Carolina Panthers. We know that they're heavy double-digit favorites, and I thought they would lean heavily on the run. They've been unable to do that for the majority of the season, which is why we've seen this offense struggle. This seemed like a great spot for Cam Akers, who looked or appeared to be the 1A in this backfield. So absolutely shocking news. And, uh, yeah, was not expecting uh, Cam Akers to be in Active. I expected him to be pretty much the focal point of the run game for Los Angeles, and I expected them to have success against Carolina. So interesting uh, to keep to pay attention to. Yeah, Sean McVay just uh, a few minutes ago was addressing the media. He basically said, we're looking at a few things. We're looking to change a few things. Well, they need to because they've been terrible. I mean, one of the worst teams as the reigning Super Bowl champions in the entire NFL. It has not been good out here in Los Angeles, about an hour from where I sit every single day in this beautiful new home studio. <laughs> now, let's get into our picks for the week, because as you know, this is where you have to watch live. I am done responding to tweets on Sunday that say, Coach, I can't get that number anymore, because I tell you on Friday, put it in now if you can. All right? So our first game that we have a play in, we're going to go 49ers-Falcons. The Falcons have been perfect against the spread this year, although they haven't won very many games. Total sitting at 44 and a half, 49ers on the road. Interesting schedule. Uh, uh, not not a perk, but a quirk, I guess. Uh, and Alex, I'm coming to you, the 49ers at Carolina last week, at Atlanta this week. They stayed on the, the East Coast, but you still got to stay in a hotel and not your home. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I like the 49ers running back Jeff Wilson in this. I like him over 15 and a half yards for his longest rush. You've seen if you've been watching this show and reading my columns, you've seen that we've uh, taken Saquon Barkley's longest rush over the past few weeks. This is a spot where I really think Jeff Wilson is worth attacking. I'm going to explain why. Wilson's eclipsed this total in four straight games, which is every game since he has taken over as the starting running back in the 49ers backfield. He's had at least a 30-yard rush in each of the last three games as well. He ranks as the RB7 in rush yards over expected. 
uh, per attempt. And he's also the running back five in breakaway percentage. He's really showing a lot of big play upside this year. Very impressive for a guy who's thought to be sort of a career journeyman and wasn't the uh, expected starter in this backfield. This is also a very good matchup against the Falcons defense, 27th in rushing DVOA. I just think Jeff Wilson looks so efficient, so comfortable in this Shanahan offense. This is a great spot for him in a game. He should flirt with 15 to 18 rushing attempts as well. And we know this is a below average Falcons uh, rush defense. So great matchup on paper. Jeff Wilson has actually been outstanding this season. And yeah, this is my favorite angle to attack as far as his props are concerned. Jeff Wilson, longest rush over 15 and a half yards. Yeah, he's been dynamic. He's been really, really good. And I think this is going to cash in the second half. And the reason why is because I think they're going to wear them down. They'll just wear them down and then just try to get out of Dodge with the victory and get back home. Quick chat question. Wilson's uh, rush number is over 66 yards. Proppy, your thoughts? Lean over on it for sure. I like both props quite a bit. I had a slight edge towards this one only because I do expect the 49ers to handle. Uh, I do expect them to handle uh, the Atlanta Falcons pretty well. We could see some Tevin Coleman mixed in there as well. So in the event that they're up big and they want to sit Wilson in the second half, this was my favorite uh, angle to exploit or attack. Very good. Quick chat fantasy question, Dave, for you. Would you do Dalvin Cook and Terry McLaren for Najee Harris and Jacoby Myers? No, 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 no. Najee Harris, while he said he's getting this metal plate out of his cleat, he's going to start playing without him. Remember, he had the foot injury back in training camp. He's really looked terrible. And I I wonder, I I don't think he's suddenly going to change into being a great fantasy running back just because he's losing this item out of his shoe. Dalvin Cook's the best player in that deal. You're not getting enough for him. Okay, very good. There you go. You asked the question. We try to get to as many as we possibly uh, can. All right, next game. And both of my boys have a pick in this game. And suddenly, gentlemen, this is very, very interesting. Is it the Jets? They've won three games so far this year. They're above 500. Do not sleep on them. The Packers coming back from an incredibly disappointing loss to the Giants in London. So the Packers favored now. It keeps going up by seven and a half. They're at home. Total 45. Dave, let's start with you in this one. Why did they lose that game? You got any ideas? And it's not just because they didn't make plays at the end. I think it's because they didn't run the ball enough. And man, was Matt LaFleur lamenting that as soon as the game was over. And all week long, all he's talked about is how the Packers need to run the football. Well, they've got a pretty good running back who can run the football in Aaron Jones. So I'm going to say he's going to go over 59 and a half rushing yards at minus 117. Yesterday, this was at 58 and a half. And I think I would play this one up to like 61 and a half, 62 and a half. He's been over this number in three of his past four games. In weeks two through five, he averaged 14 carries per game. It would mean he would have to average 4.3 yards per carry to go over. Can he do that? I'm going to say, yeah, he's averaged 6.4 yards per carry on the season. And the Jets have allowed 4.9 yards per carry to the Steelers and Dolphins running backs. I just got done talking about Najee. And you think about the Dolphins running backs. Wow, it's amazing. They are not good at stopping the run. The Packers want to run. This is their best running back to do so. I think you should take Aaron Jones over 59 and a half rushing yards. In a weird development, the Jets have been outscoring teams. It's not like it's been seven to six or thirteen to ten. They're scoring points, which gives other teams more opportunities. I always try to get that one in, just for Alex, just for Alex. Now let's stay in this same game because on the other side, people are starting to believe in Zach Wilson as a leader. 
But Alex, from a production standpoint, what do you think about this week? This is a really tough matchup for him, Coach. I'm going to lay out why. First of all, the play that I like in this is Zach Wilson under 218.5 passing yards. I also like his under completions as well. Uh, Wilson's been held under this in 11 of 15 career starts. He's only averaged 186 passing yards throughout his career. This is a very interesting matchup against the Packers. The Packers are 11th in passing DVOA compared to 30th in rushing DVOA. Green Bay's opponents are finding it much easier to attack them on the ground. So far this season, the Packers are the biggest run funnel in the NFL. We've seen the Jets deploying two running backs, one who looks exceptional in Brees Hall, Michael Carter as well. The Jets are trying to run the football a lot. Packers, meanwhile, they're only surrendering 177 passing yards per game. Only Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins this season has eclipsed 217 passing yards against the Packers. As I mentioned, biggest run funnel in the NFL. I think the Jets are going to lean heavily on Brees Hall and Michael Carter as well. Also, I think Dave's spot on as far as uh, Green Bay's approach. They're going to run the ball a ton as well. There's, that's going to do two things. That's going to keep the clock winding and potentially limit potential plays for Zach Wilson. That's also going to potentially keep the game competitive as well, which should keep the Jets running, which is what I think they're going to do against this Packers run funnel. That's why I love Zach Wilson under 218 and a half passing yards. I'd play it down to about 212 and a half. I also like fading his completions. This line opened at 20 and a half. I believe it's 19 and a half right now with plus odds to the under. I like under completions as well. If you can get a good number at 19 and a half. We talk all the time about taking the information and using it in other games or in the future. Listen to what Alex just said right there. A competitive game means less passing yards. The one thing that can blow up a passing prop is getting behind by 14 points or getting behind by 17 points. That's what can blow it up. Listen to the information. All right, next game, gentlemen. This is interesting because both of the Super Bowl participants a season ago have struggled out of the gates, the Bengals being the other. They're laying two, however, on the road in the Big Easy against the Saints team that seems to have found their quarterback just as their other quarterback is getting healthy. The total is 43. But, Dave, when we look at both of these teams, the one thing they have not done well this year is score touchdowns. So what does that mean for you? It means it's time to go into the kicker business, Coach. Yeah! And so let's get after it. And honestly, I've been waiting for a spot like this. I'm taking Will Lutz over one and a half field goals, and it's even money. It was actually plus 108 earlier. I liked it better when it was plus 108. Who wouldn't like it better then? But I think (laughs) at plus 100, I kind of can't believe it. Uh, Cincinnati's allowed at least three field goals attempted in four of five games. They've allowed two field goals made. In five of five games, and Will Lutz has multiple field goals in three of five games. Here's the kicker. We know that the Saints aren't going to be with their full complement of wide receivers. They're going to run the ball a lot. It's going to be another big week for Alvin Kamara. I kind of think it's going to be another big week for Taysom Hill. But sometimes offenses like that, when they can't throw, they'll stall in the red zone. And Will Lutz has been nails for New Orleans. I'm a huge fan of this one. This is my favorite bet of the week. It's a kicker bet. Over one and a half field goals for Will Lutz, not a klutz. If Dave worked for another company, he would say right now, this is my 5% bomb of the week. 
And the rest of my picks you can only get for $899 for the rest of the NFL. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. All right, next game. And this is another one that big spread. Don't quite know. And when you're a rookie quarterback in the NFL, the last thing you want to do is have your first two starts of your career against Josh Allen and the Bills in the AFC. And how about Tom Brady and the Bucks in the NFC? But that's what Kenny Pickett is facing this week. But Alex... This is about the Steelers' defense for your pick. Talk to me. Uh, this has a lot to do with the Steelers' defense, and I'm going to talk about why this might be my favorite prop of the week. It's Mike Evans' longest reception over 24 and a half yards. First off, the Bucks have been extremely pass-heavy since Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have returned to the lineup. 17% pass rate over expected the last two weeks with both of these guys in the lineup. That number only trailed the Bills, who literally just don't run the football whatsoever. This this bodes very well for Mike Evans in this matchup. I'm going to explain why, and I'm also going to explain why this is my favorite angle to attack as far as his props are concerned. Last week, the Bills, when they played this Pittsburgh Steelers defense, had a 20% pass rate over expected um, against these Steelers. That is the highest mark in any individual matchup this season. Uh, what that means in layman terms is the Bills pass the ball against the Steelers more than any team has in the NFL in any single game this season the Bucks are going to do the same thing that's what the Bucks do they're currently the third most pass heavy team in the NFL as well also the Steelers they have been unable to generate any pressure without TJ Watt on the field who is injured that bodes very well for Tom Brady to have time in the pocket to set up for these deep routes for Mike Evans furthermore Steelers are 23rd in pass rush grade 28th in pressure rate 23rd and quick pressure rate. That is going to give Tom Brady all the time in the world as well. No Julio Jones. He's just been ruled inactive as well. We look at Mike Evans. His average depth of target is 14.1 yards. I talk about this all the time with a, with a deep uh, a dot coupled with a healthy target share. That is the recipe for big games and big catches in this scenario. Uh, also, we saw last week the Steelers defense got beaten deep over and over and over again by Gabe Davis, by Josh Allen, by this Bills offense as well. Evans has also cleared this in three straight games. He had a 40-yard completion or 40-yard catch, a 30-yard catch, and a 41-yard reception. He's getting a ton of volume deep down the field. This is an excellent matchup as I previously laid out as well. No Minka Fitzpatrick either, who's the all-pro safety for the Steelers. All three of the Steelers starting cornerbacks that they had to start the season are also going to be inactive, have been ruled out for this game. Amazing matchup. This is uh, Mike Evans is Tom Brady's deep uh, receiver. This is just, this checks every single box for me. Mike Evans over 24 and a half longest reception. So what do you make if, if you think he's going to have at least one catch that's 25 yards? You've got to love his yardage prop at 63 and a half. I've leaned over on it, but I feel more confident in this prop. Okay, very, very good. couple of chat questions for you guys. Let me come to you, Dave. Saquon Barkley, two straight weeks we've catched his longest run. I believe, according to the chat, it's at over 15 and a half, just minus 110. Your thoughts? You have to take it. You just look at him having a run of at least 16 yards in every game so far this season. Ravens run defense, I don't think it's as good as, as people thought it would be this year. And the Giants are going to load up with Saquon. You only need one. 
to have that bet hit. I think it happens. I think he's playing the best football of his entire career. He's healthy. He's strong. He's got a head coach that believes in him and the whole team. I love Saquon Barkley. Very true. Alex, chat question for you. I'm not sure of the first. There's a lot of Samuels in the league, but Samuel over 58 and a half minus 115. Tell me the first name. That's a Debo question. That's a Debo question. That's gotta be, that's a, I just couldn't think about I, I never called Debo, Debo Samuel. I just called Debo. All right, so uh, your thoughts on that. Coach, you recently uh, purported that Debo is your favorite football player in the NFL, the best all-around yes. player. That is yes. hard to argue. I absolutely love Debo. Uh, he hasn't been exactly the crusher that he was last season, but I do think he's experienced some variance, and he's got a tremendous amount of upside. However, this matchup, I do expect a very run-heavy game plan, but I do think Debo matches up very, very well against the secondary. He only needs one play to go over this. He's proven that. He's able to take a screen 60 yards anytime he touches the football. So I would definitely lean over. However, this opened at 54-and-a-half. It's since steamed up a bunch. So not as much value as there once was. Would absolutely lean over and definitely think Debo's got a great shot to have a potential spike game in this in this matchup against the Falcons. I feel like Jalen Ramsey would argue with you that he hasn't been the the guy this year when he only won 100 yard receiving game coach. And you know who was against the Rams? Jalen Ramsey and the Rams. So that's why Ramsey wouldn't would would argue he's been amazing. (laughs) Oh, Jalen Ramsey's oh no kidding about that. All right, next game. And we are rolling through these picks. I love them this week. What a nice flow to the show this week. Let's go. Late games. Now, earlier on Early Edge in 5, the Maestro said something that hasn't been said all season. This could be an offensive breakout game for the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. We know the Seahawks can score, but Arizona is favored on the road, minus 2.5. The total at 50.5. And And by the way, the total in that Steelers game was 45. We have two picks in this game. So, if Maestro is right, Dave, then... You seem to think that Kyler Murray will be the reason. Naturally, he's the quarterback. Talk to me. I don't think it's going to be the run game, Coach. I think it's going to be Kyler Murray. That's where the Cardinals' offense really is. It's on his shoulders week in and week out. We took the over on this bet last week. It's the exact same number this week. It's Kyler Murray over 36.5 pass attempts. A little juicy at minus 129, but I think it's a slam dunk to hit. He's had at least 42 pass attempts in three of his past four games. Against the Raiders, the Rams, the Eagles, these were games that Arizona was either competitive in or trailing in. Either way, the perfect type of game script for Kyler Murray to throw a bunch of passes. Arizona's run game is in trouble. There's no James Conner. There's no Daryl Williams. Eno Benjamin is a passing downs back. He's going to be their lead back. He is fast, and he's also a really good receiver. He doesn't run just these little short flat routes or screen routes. He can run angle routes. He can run the wheel route. He's going to get targets from Kyler Murray. He's the number two running back in fantasy, but I don't think he's going to get 15 carries in the game. And the Cardinals play at a fast pace. Seahawks don't. They're a slow-paced team, but that hasn't stopped Kyler Murray in the past. He's had at least 39 pass attempts against Seattle in each of his last three games. And Arizona, speaking of plays per game, they lead the NFL, 72 of them. A lot of them are going to be throws. Take it to the bank that Kyler Murray's throwing at least 40 passes this week. You know, it's becoming some of my favorite things to look for every single week. It's the Cliff Kingsbury face. <laughs> it's the Kyler Murray, let's go, call the play face. We get it every single week. Oh, 
It's like two guys that have no clue what they're doing in charge of an NFL team. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, Alex, I'm coming to you because you have a receiver prop. Because sometimes when you have games like this, because we know the Seahawks are going to score, but we know the Seahawks are going to allow the Arizona Cardinals to score. I love the over in this game, but what prop do you like in this game? Yeah, I have a prop that pairs very nicely with Dave's Kyler Murray prop. That's Rondale Moore over 43 and a half receiving yards. Listen, Rondale Moore played a season high 63 snaps last week against the Eagles, had his best game. He finished with eight targets, turned that into seven receptions, 68 receiving yards. He ran a route on 91% of dropbacks against the Eagles and most importantly, played 83% of his snaps in the slot. I actually faded Rondale more privately last week, and that had to do with him primarily lining up on the outside the week prior. But AJ Green returned to the lineup, and what they and what Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury did was they stuck Rondale Moore into the slot where he has played the majority of his snaps over his career, and that is the most advantageous uh, position to play out of, especially if you're looking at passing volume as well. Also, the, the Cardinals they cut back up tight end Max Williams, which led to fewer two tight end sets. That is also good news for Rondale Moore facing a Seahawks defense. 31st and passing DVOA. This is a great matchup on paper. This game has a 51-point total, second-highest total on this week's slate, only shy of the Bills and the Chiefs showdown. This is a great opportunity to get a piece of what projects to be a high-scoring shootout between two very good offenses or at least above-average offenses and two subpar defenses. This is a great spot for Rondale Moore. He should see a ton of volume in this game. I'd play this one up to over 45.5 receiving yards. Up to over 45 and a half. Dave, quick question. You may have said it. I don't remember it. They're asking, what would you play, uh, play Kyler up to uh, for his attempts? Oh, I think he can get 40 pass attempts in the game. I think I'd feel safest at 38 and a half. Okay. There you go. 38 and a half, which I believe a lot of them are saying is where it sits right now. So get it in today it. before it goes up. Uh, all right. So as you know, to pay Alex and Dave, they're huge salaries. We've got to pay those pesky little bills. Here's a word from one of our incredible partners. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are back. Those of you watching on YouTube, and I saw one of you say, don't leave YouTube. We're not leaving YouTube, but I want you to think bigger. We'll still be on YouTube, but I want you to think bigger. In the next three weeks, four weeks, oh, we're going to have an announcement for you. But I messed up today. It's rare. So don't eviscerate me, Okay. Jeffrey, I see you in the chat. Now, we're going to go back to one that I missed, Vikings and the Dolphins. How did I miss this game? 
because it's about the Vikings. Or how about this, guys? Three straight weeks. Three straight weeks. They have taken the lead in the game in the final two and a half minutes. They are living on the edge. Kirk Cousins living on the edge. Now they go to Miami on quarterback number three for this season already. The fighting Skylar Thompsons. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So if the Vikings are going to win, they have used big-time first halves from a dynamic receiver, a receiver that has the same initials as my beautiful son, JJ. And I believe, Alex, you like him this week, too. I like this guy all the time. That is the aforementioned Justin Jefferson, my favorite wide receiver in the NFL. To me, this guy may be the best player in the NFL. Uh, he is phenomenal. We're taking him over 86 and a half receiving yards. I don't think we need to overthink this one too much. Jefferson has been outstanding this season. 11 targets per game, eight receptions, 109 receiving yards per game. He has an elite 2.6 yards per route run in addition to an elite target share. He checks every single box he's been extremely efficient with this elite target share that's what you look for uh, this is also an excellent matchup on paper against the dolphins they rank 30th in epa per dropback, 30th in coverage grade we know cornerback xavian howard is banged up has a groin injury hasn't been effective when he's been on the field so it doesn't even matter if he decides to play furthermore teams are choosing to attack the dolphins primarily through the air this season the vikings also have been a lot more pass heavy than we've seen in previous years with kevin o'connell their new head coach at the helm i love how he is choosing to deploy justin jefferson he is lining him up all over the formation creating all these advantageous matchups where Justin Jefferson is getting lined up against safeties and linebackers. No cornerback in the NFL is capable of covering Justin Jefferson, much less much less any safety or linebacker. Justin Jefferson is locked in right now. This is a very, very vulnerable Miami pass defense. He's going to get a massive target share, and this game could actually even be competitive which bodes even further well for this prop. I'd play this one up to 90 and a half yards. I'll be shocked if Justin Jefferson does not finish with triple digits in this game. His big games so far this year, Alex, they've been big first halves. Like he's got over a hundred a couple of times in the first half. Do you think it'll be a big start for him this week? Absolutely. I think the Vikings are going to come out shifted heavily towards the pass. That's the best way. If you're looking at uh, the the path of least resistance that is attacking this Miami Dolphins defense through the air, we've seen Kevin O'Connell as the new head coach of this Vikings offense. They want to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball. Jefferson has been outstanding this season. I expect a huge amount of volume and them to be very aggressive. It wouldn't shock me whatsoever if he clears this in the first half. But, Dave, as I come to you, as we look at what this game script might look like and the fact that the Miami Dolphins will want to shorten the game with Skylar Thompson, that could take some of the ball away from Kirk Cousins, which means what for you? I need you guys to hear me out on this one because my prop here does not (laughs) correlate with Alex's, which, of course, (laughs) makes me nervous. But I'm going to go through with this anyway because I see this game playing out a little bit differently than Alex does. I'm taking the under on Kirk Cousins' passing yards. And this number has fallen like a rock. It was at 259.5. Now it's at 257.5. And I'm not saying that Kirk Cousins can get 240 yards and 100 of it goes to Justin Jefferson. Of course that's possible. But it's really hard to love Justin Jefferson's over and love Kirk Cousins' under. 
So let me just lay out the case. And if you don't like it, that's okay. I like it. Here's why. I think the Dolphins offense is going to be a mess with Skylar Thompson. Vikings defense isn't that great, but I think that the Dolphins won't hold up their end of the bargain. That would make this game the track meet that would lead to 300 yards passing for Kirk Cousins, 150 yards receiving for Justin Jefferson. You get it. The Dolphins also love to blitz. They love to pressure. And these are the two things that Kirk Cousins hates more than playing in prime time. He doesn't like feeling that pressure. His his yards per attempt rate when he's blitzed is 4.4. Alex, you don't want to hear this. Yards per attempt when blitzed is 4.45. His yards per attempt when pressured is 5.41. So in order for Cousins to go over 260 yards at those rates, he would need to throw the ball 48 times. He's done that before. He's attempted 48 pass attempts before in 10 of 130 games and only twice since 2019. I think this is a Dalvin Cook week. I think Jefferson will get his, but I think Kirk Cousins is going to be able to have kind of a modest game, probably just under 250 yards passing, a couple of touchdowns. Vikings win this one by 10 plus. Cousins under 257 and a half passing yards. Oh, ho, 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 Alex, I'm very, very, very scared right now. But if anybody can make these two bets hit together, it's you two. It is you two. Uh, real quick, chat question. Jefferson over six and a half catches, minus 140, 15 seconds. Alex, go. Yeah, love it, but you'd just rather play the yards, way less juice. Yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of juice. And six and a half, there's only a few guys in the league, Kelsey, Jefferson, Cup, that go north of that six and a half consistently. And as Alex always teaches us here on the show, there's way more things to happen to go under than to go over. All right, final game. And this could be the game of the week. I'm looking forward to it. 4-1 Dallas, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, the last undefeated team in the entire league. They're laying six and a half. This number keeps going up, guys. Total at 42. Dave, right now, to me, this is Tony Pollard's team. But yet the books don't seem to think so. Talk to me. Man, from your lips to Mike McCarthy's ears. Because if Tony Pollard is the one in the backfield more often, this offense takes a big step forward. We've loved watching him play because Ezekiel Elliott has been a slug. I'm taking his under total yards at 70 and a half, minus 113. These are better odds, by the way, than his just rushing only number, which is 55 and a half. And I kind of think he's got a chance to go over 55 and a half rushing yards. And if you play that bet, it's at minus 123. This is the better bet. He's been under 71 total yards in two of three games when he hasn't had 20 touches. Remember that number, 20 touches. No running back against Philly has 20 touches. And in their past four games, no running back has even 15 touches against Philly. They've been great against the run, 3.8 yards per carry in their past four games. The Eagles have built these leads, which forces teams into a pass-heavy game script. It is With Cooper Rush in the backfield, it's almost a certainty that that's going to be the way that the Eagles are going to operate. Try and build a lead on on Dallas and force Cooper Rush to make plays. And if Cooper Rush is making plays, oh, maybe that means that Ezekiel Elliott can get targets. He's got five targets in four games with Cooper Rush. Tony Pollard, by comparison, since you brought him up, Coach, he's got 11 targets. He gets more. So I don't think there's going to be a big role in the passing game for Ezekiel Elliott. He hasn't been that efficient as a runner. I think he's going under 70 and a half total yards. And the cherry on top, if I may, 
Philly's allowed less than 65 total yards to a running back in four straight games, and only two running backs have had more than 40 yards. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott's going to break that trend. I was wondering if we'd get a cherry on top today, and alas, in the final pick, we did. Yes, we did. Did you take over uh, one-half cherries today, Coach? Because <laughs> that hit. Coach, can I jump in on this prop really quickly? Please, please jump in. I, I actually, I actually, I love this prop. I almost put in Ezekiel Elliott under 15 and a half rushing attempts as an official play of mine. I like that quite a bit. If you look at the splits for Ezekiel Elliott in games that Dallas wins versus games that his he loses, his usage plummets. He's only eclipsed 15 carries in losses. I think you have to date back a few seasons. So this is a really good spot, in my opinion, to fade Ezekiel Elliott. This type of game environment and game script much more favors the more explosive back that is Tony Pollard. So I like this quite a bit. I think there's a variety of ways to fade Ezekiel Elliott. I think Dave's spot on with this one. Very good. Hutan in the chat. He's asking about Debo again. Hutan, you got to get here earlier. You got to get here. We've already talked about Debo 20 minutes ago. We like Debo. We do. (laughs) We like Debo. All right. Don't forget, coming up on Sunday, we have three big shows, 10 a.m., noon, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. More props there, but I encourage you, check out Proppy's article every single day at Sportsline. If you're not a Sportsline member, what are you doing at this point? If you're still paying somebody else a thousand, I I can't even do it. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. Use the promo code early, and I'll give you 30 days for free. Then after that, guess how much you'll spend? $10. Not a day. Not every two days. Every month. Stop giving people money that are selling picks for that much money. You don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. They get they get mad at me when I say it. I don't care. This is where you need to be. Places like us that care about you. and Don't just care about your wallet. Now, with that being said, grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the recap, courtesy of Jake the Snake, and it looks absolutely glorious. Now, we do miss Sia, but it'll have more plays on Sunday and on Monday night. So, Prop Stars is on these five big plays. Justin Jefferson, over 86.5 receiving yards. Zach Wilson, under 218.5 passing yards. Rondell Moore, over 42.5 receiving yards. Mike Evans, uh, longest receiver, over 24.5. And Jeff Wilson, longest rush. Then Uncle Dave is on Will Lutz. Kirk Cousins under 257 and a half passing yards. Kyler Murray over 36 and a half pass attempts. Aaron Jones over 59 and a half rush yards. And Ezekiel Elliott under 70 and a half total yards uh, there for the Dallas Cowboys. Gentlemen, I think this is all the damage that we can do. Now, I normally don't get to do this on this show, and I don't know why I don't do it, but we're going to start doing it because I like to end every single show asking my guys exactly the one number one biggest thing that you're looking forward to this weekend. Dave, start us off. You mentioned earlier that the Eagles-Cowboys game was going to be the game of the week. Coach. Coach, you, uh, th- th- I, I, I should not ever be in a position to tell you something that you said was incorrect. The Bills and Chiefs are having the showdown of the season on CBS on Sunday afternoon. That's the game of the week, month, year, decade. Bills, Chiefs. For the Do you know what people call me if I would have done that? 
you know what people would have said if I if I did that? Company you're a man. homer, coach. They're your team. You yeah. talk about them all the okay. time. That's what they say. That's what they say. Now, it is pretty cool that they're the only 425 game on Sunday. Of course, the NFL schedule maker is doing us no favors for the third week. In a, stop with the nine early games. Give us five at four o'clock. It's okay. You're allowed. All right, Alex, you're up, big boy. What do you got? I think Dave took the words right out of my mouth. Both of these games, however, though, Eagles versus the Cowboys, and then we have the Chiefs and the Bills. I cannot wait for both of these matchups. We're going to learn who the class of the NFL is. Uh, These look like potential NFC and AFC championship games. I am so locked in. I can't wait. This looks like the best slate we've had so far this season. Yeah, it's really kind of a rubber meets the road type of week. We're now into week six. So now you're starting to see teams separate. And it's never too early to start thinking about week 17, week 18 in the playoffs. And you got to win these games to get there. All right. What another good show with two of the greatest prop bettors in America. And you got this for free. There's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, love them all. All day, prop stars, even seeing the job who's on assignment today. I am the coach. Don't forget, it doesn't matter the day, the time, the week, the show, props, best bets. It doesn't matter. We are here. We haven't missed a day since December 2020. We're the only show in America that's done that. And we won't miss one anytime soon at the early edge. Good luck. Good luck.